0: get it done mentality how we organize that it's what I like is we put lots of efforts on this product ownership and I think that what kind of accelerated the company a lot
1: Hey friends, welcome back to product table podcast. If you are new here, my name is Elvis and I am product manager based in Latvia. And on this podcast, we explore ways on how to get into product management, discover strategies, techniques, and tools that help us become a better product manager. I'm inviting top class people behind incredible software and hardware products that solve our daily challenges to have meaningful talks. Today, I am so delighted to have Vydas Adamauskas. You are head of business at Travelit, initiator and founder of the association Agile Lithuania, which unites professionals that use agile project management methods, and of course, true digital product innovator and beloved father and husband. Welcome on the show, Vydas. From where are you calling us today?
0: Hey, well, uh, thanks Elvis. I'm going from London, I'm located here, so yeah London UK.
1: Super cool. We have, I think, two two hours difference uh, between Riga and London at the moment. So it's probably early morning also for you. But uh, usually I, I ask my guests about applications that they are using during the lockdown. So I would like to know what are your three top most used apps that that help you to tackle your log- lockdown, lockdown experience or lockdown ho- works? Yeah. So look, as you mentioned, I'm father, so I have two
0: daughters and a wife. They're quite a lot at home now during lockdown. So I think I'm lucky that takes a lot of uh, good time after work. And, you know, takes the pressure and thoughts of the lockdown. So my apps probably will be very boring because they then I use them only during work. So Slack, of course, uh, Revolut apps, are both retail and business. And then I know LinkedIn for communication, probably the most uh, used apps. Mm-hmm.
1: Just one qu- question. Do you track uh, like how much time do you spend that at both Revolut apps that, that you are using?
0: So, you know, there is this tracker that, that Apple pops you, pops you yeah. time to see. And actually, I'm very not heavy user of the mobile mm-hmm. phone, to be honest, because at work you use laptop more and okay. more. But definitely, those two apps come up as I. Quite often, you know, see, uh, want to see customer experience, try it out myself, and and see what we're building and how actual user experience uh, is instead of trusting uh, Figma designs or even demos that you are being shown. So to be hands-on, you need to know your product. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally agree. In this podcast, we speak. M- about product management as such and there is people also in product management, product managers and product owners. What those two letters PM or PO stand to you? What are the like association that comes to your mind immediately when you hear those words?
0: Look, I've been in, in industry for a while, right? I think I counted at some point 12 years in product management. And I think I, I learned that we should not get stuck to names or letters, because if you want to go to one company, they call product manager one thing. You go to other company, they call product owner a totally different thing. So always, I want to ask about the meaning and what, you know, as a company, want to achieve what goals you want to solve, what you want to optimize basically for. And for me, product management is about really getting time to market like products as quickly as possible time to market, because I think that's the currency with the best user experience. So solving customer problems quickly, in my view, that's the key of main currency of any company or even service organization or service within today. And that's what product management, product ownership should focus it. Yes, you could find other definitions of it, you know, like launching products or product marketing management, more that side. But in my side, in my view, Product guy, as I try to be myself, is about delivering product or service as quickly as possible to the market and with the best customer experience that really solves their problems.
1: This is I think this is the the best the best definition that I ever heard so we should we probably should contact even Oxford dictionary to put product management in these words as you said
0: I think you should focus on wikipedia nowadays there's no point to to
1: you know to improve the ones that are going to extinct that's, that's true yeah on uh, I think the product, right? You mentioned that uh, you have built also the, the product expertise yourself and your story. I found your story very insightful and interesting, right? So uh, you have both like a bachelor master degree in software engineering, but end, you ended up in like product. So can you tell us the story, how you ended up in the product in the first place? And why did you, why didn't you choose the software development path there?
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, I think uh, engineering, uh, computer science, any kind of engineering area is really amazing place, of course, to get your studies because if you look everywhere, we will apply it, and you see that, of course, algorithms uh, goes to any other area. You can go to uh, geography, biology, medicine. Uh, they go out. I so think I was lucky, or, and everyone who is really interested into tech is, is is lucky. And you are from Latvia, so probably I know about yourself, but uh, you know. The very early days when I got for my first computer, of course, everything was cracked windows. You needed to do everything yourself and, you know, to fix your computer yourself. And that was really cool and interesting times. So when when I went to university, I always understood that there are interesting problems to solve and that kind of started coding and and doing classes and doing myself and I learned that you can do anything, you know, I I wrote this assembler in assembler in kind of second or first course, which is uh, uh, so low level programming and then you see you have amazing these programming languages on top so you can do anything. The point is, how you do it, like what process you follow and do you really solve the problems. And at that time, you know, we were taught this linear kind of software engineering process where everything takes like five years. You have to have a rigid, big process to manage it. And for me, it didn't tick because already I saw kind of new things coming up much quicker than our kind of classes finished. So I always was looking at this project management, product ownership processes side. So, for example, my both master and bachelor thesis were on, on the process of theory constraints then agile software development and then when I went to do my career I found kind of actually I was doing as you said masters in Sweden so this literally needed an evening weekend job to to pay my bills I joined as a malware specialist kind of trying to put examples of malware or viruses to to, to protection so the guys are protected but soon because we were building that that product I talked to people around and I became a project manager and then kind of next to CTO or driving the software development process so, so, yeah, that's probably was always at my heart to solve the problems and because this communication between customer and actual engineer is, is still the problem. And at that time it was even bigger because we are taught to be different, like engineer sits in the box and writes code against the specification, then customers has to be able to convey their wishes in some very specific documentation. So I thought so that this is not working and I want to be that bridge between kind of that bridge between the customer, the problems we are solving. and the technology people that actually implement that, which I do probably still day to day. I always, even now, represent a revolution business in that sense. So we own in PNL and business value and how we strategize and, and what we want to build in the future. But then when you go back, you have very interest. You can have in, solid conversations with engineers uh, because you understand what they're doing, you understand how code works, you understand how architecture works.
1: Mm-hmm. This is, I think, really interesting that, you know, you have this background of, of engineering, right? And I think this is also one of the core skills that every product manager, at least at some point should know. And I think this is how you actually like scaled your career in this sense, because you were you are like perfect on, on the engineering side, right? You wanted to do the products. And what interestingly, I think you have built amazing products, right? And maybe you can share us this story story after how how you co-founded your ex-company Warape and what what key lessons you learned as a both as a CEO or CTO and as a head of product at the same time. So maybe you can share with us.
0: Yeah, so I had quite a few journeys through my life. As I said, 12 years, it's an interesting time. As I've already mentioned, I started with malware kind of antivirus software. Then I was uh, in, in a very good lithium company ad form building ad tech business. Built one of the first ones, kind of real-time bidding engines. And kind of, uh, uh, a yeah, high load kind of systems that have to be accurate and very quick. But then, yeah, I thought, you know, let, let's do something myself. As I joke, my father was always telling. I'm also an bit consultant and an Agile community. So he said, you're going and teaching everyone how to do it. Why not? going to do yourself and said, Okay, let's do it. So so yeah, that was a bit of a joke, of course. But I found a partner that uh, we believe the kind of this payment space is really interesting. And that's when I got to a fintech. So the last 10 years, I'm in mean, financial technology, which is even more interesting, because if you think about games or, or, or social like Facebook, they are not regulated. Now we talk a lot about regulation while well, fintech is regulated. So how you can still apply the same innovations, at the same speed, but been uh, regulated, again, for good reason, because we touch people's money, people's money uh, place. So we had, and as every startup, you know, it's been it's, it's pirated a few times. So we started with an idea that we want to connect a bit like MasterCard or Visa, sellers and buyers through a uh, mobile phone to, to connect. Because at that time, there was these mobile wallets popping up, but they were in closed loop systems. You, if you had that wallet, you could go on to the specific merchant and pay anywhere else. It didn't work. So we created a system where basically we connect a bank application, a card based application, a Bitcoin even a that time based application on one side. So any kind of mobile app could connect to our platform. On the other hand, we had different types of merchants connected, like petrol chains, stadiums, pay at the table. And, and that kind of um, infrastructure started to work. Once we decided that we want to scale out of Lithuania to UK, we went there, we reviewed other cases, how our, this technology that we built can be applied. And what, again, that was a huge learning that the context and the culture of the country really matters. We need to think and understand it. And just think about in Lithuania, we go for lunch, for an hour lunch, we sit down, we have usually a waiter service. And then, you know, at 10 minutes to one, everyone wants to pay that bill because that's can you have to go back at one to be at work, right? If your lunch is from 12 to one. If you have ever been in London and you found anyone sitting during lunchtime in a restaurant and having a waiter service, that does not work here. You go, you grab a sandwich, you eat it on the way and st- and you're out, right? So th- you cannot apply. Technology is the same kind of, but it does not work. If you think about evening, you have a very more relaxed environment. You're not fresh anywhere. Paying the bill is, is a very different kind of problem you're solving. So that's why we piloted here and then we became a bit more pre ordering platform. So so basically we build what now is very famous, you know, everyone in COVID does click and collect pre ordering on the apps. So we're two years too early probably we built that. We served for example Lloyds Banking Group was our partner. We, we the, the people working in Lloyds Banking groups, 60,000 employees, 20% of those were using our app to pre-order their coffee every day. So they wouldn't stand, need to stand in the queue. So it was a very interesting pivot from Adtech. Oh, actually, at the beginning, the antivirus kind of security company, then tech business, then getting into FinTech and, and learning how to solve these very interesting and challenging progress and, and disrupt a bit and change the financial
1: industry. It's, I think. It's so great experience, but I found one one word in all these, uh, your story. It's it's connected to the Agile, you know, Agile is not something new. It's something that we date back in 2001 and you have been, I would, I, w- I can, I can say that you are like a father in Lithuania for Agile, right? And, and also the coach there. What really Agile is to you and like to all the society and how we benefit of using this framework. Because you mentioned you you scaled your own company and I believe you have been using the Agile methods, you have been putting Agile methods in different companies and you have been teaching a lot of companies locally here in Lithuania also to use this method. So tell us a little bit, I'm very curious to hear it.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, agile Manifesto was not signed so long time ago, uh, but the principles actually existing for quite a while. So also it depends when you take the starting point, especially if you think lots of agile ideas are put into Lean, and that's why I always uh, if an agileist wants to implement Agile, but haven't read about Lean kind of books and and kind of what's the core behind it, that's hard. I wrote my master's thesis, I think it was 2008, about reviewing at that point, extreme programming, lean kind of software development by Mary and Tom and, and others and getting into it. So look, I think the, the answer here is very simple. And again, I don't like the stock of buzzwords. Yes, the good name Agile managed to make it more popular and and, and everyone now speaks and everyone wants to be Agile. But in essence, it's just the English adjective saying, you know, be quick uh, and, 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 and nimble and get, get, get things done. Life is quicker and quicker, and the funny thing, if you read any article about business 20 years ago or 100 years ago, they say exactly the same. Businesses becoming the kind of time to market is quicker, competition is faster, we need to, to you know, to, to be quicker. And, you know, is it changing uh, horses to tractors? Is it changing uh, machines to computers? Is it changing kind of web to mobile? The logic is the same. And, and the question is, you know, how we can su- survive basically uh, and be competitive in ever uh, being in more, more pace envi- and more quick environment. And that's why this time to market or how quickly you, you can execute. Nowadays, it becomes more and more important about good ideas or being, you know, a creative or, 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 or a rigid process. So, as you told, yeah, I came back to Lithuania because I, I already tried Scrum in, in in Adform at that point, as a antivirus company. So, 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 really started using it in Adform, and then I said I want to learn from other people, and you know, the best way to learn is basically to talk and share experiences. So that's why Agile Lithuania's community started. Uh, we started. Uh, uh, organizing events, uh, conferences, meetups. So literally just for a, a personal reason, I wanted to share with other people so other people could tell me what I'm doing wrong and why I could improve. And the same that on the side, this Agile consulting company, Agile Coach was born where we unite practitioners to actually that when company really asks us for help or transformation to, 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 to go and help them. And that's also enriched my experience because we're so much locked in our context. We believe we know what it is. But then, you know, if I was working in one company, I know the context of that one company. The only th- way for me to learn is either to go conferences and read books and really widening it up, or actually, as I, I was lucky even to go to other companies, answer their questions, challenge them and myself and learn from that. So, for example, when I had experiences from financial sector, from big banks, from small software development companies, from product companies, from service companies, from public sector companies. So, yeah, so agility is about delivering value. Again, the same as we started the talk about product management quickly to market. And I liked at some point, I think, Ken Schweber said that they devalued the product kind of ownership role in Scrum at the beginning. They thought this is just a kind of a a bit more new name for business analyst, basically. While actually, if you get it right, if you put this product owner on the front that we always that because that's the person or the role that should think about product and customer experience, and then all the rest sub organizes about that, that's how you achieve a ag- real agility, in my view, and real delivery and speed to market. So that's why, you know, as I try to tell, we too often Focus still on software engineering practices and how to improve what we how we do it, instead of really focusing on what we do. So to the extent that I joke, when I get any cust- any question from any customer. 80% I cannot, I, I don't need to read that email. I don't need to know anything about the company. I can tell the biggest problem of your company is how you organize what you do. Do you have product backlogs? What's your prioritization technique? And how much kind of you multitask? And is the alignment in the company? Those kind of, you know, you use, if it's a smaller company, it's the CEO, if it's a bigger company, you see this kind of product kind of organization. And if you can sort that, you can. In, and you improve, it's proven, you can increase your velocity and speed by 10x. And yes, we always say small companies can do that. Look at kind of Revolut speed of delivery of new products. You look at other kind of um, LinkedIn or other kind of new type of tech companies. That's how they do it, because they don't try to make every engineer effective, which was an old way, a unit efficiency. They measure basically how many new kind of services, products released to market uh, as quickly as possible and when they can make money. Even if it takes me twice more expensive to release something two, three months earlier and my payback is much better, why not to do it, right? You don't need to be the most effective nowadays, you need to your ROI has to be best. You have your balance sheet, your balance, the the, the bottom line has to be better than your competition. Then you have more money to grow, invest and and be faster.
1: Thanks for such a like broad explanation and and on the top everything is I think it's correct and what what I was like thinking in parallel is the the case study basically so for example we have new companies like now popping up right and you put this buzzword I totally agree right it's not about the buzzwords you know we have agile scrum and etc but. I think this is uh, something that still companies are like going to. They are going to the buzzwords, not like techniques. And here's one analogy that I was taking in my hand. Imagine like we have company that, the startup, right? The, The company that wants to scale, but for example, I don't know, CEO or CTO is not Uh, thinking about Agile direction, but there is product manager, right? So, and product manager, for example, starts to look into this particular case, like, I don't know, reads a lot of books about Agile and starts to implement in this. What would be your suggestion uh, for that product manager or product owner? If it's a new company,
0: you're starting and it's a small startup and you don't think they're going quick enough. So my first advice would be leave as soon as possible. (laughs) They will die. Just simple as that. Small companies cannot survive. And if your top, you know, CEO, co-founders don't understand this and want, for example, to make the most effective engineer in a small organization, they will just die, like bottom line. So there is no advi- other advice there. You cannot change because they are founders, they have their vision and you know the way they want to build the company. And if you don't want to build from scratch, which is the easiest way to do it, right? That is a pr- problem. If you're a bit older or more, more stable organization, I-, I like now COVID, you know, I lived through to 2009, there's a recession, I came back to Lithuania, by the way, at that time from Sweden, when people asked, what the hell are you doing, which was actually a good choice. So every, you know, a a bit of crisis is a way to think back and review. And now think, just go to company and even if it's a bit bigger, everyone had some kind of meeting, organization, how to deal with COVID, right? And find me an organization that did it in the old way, you know. Okay, so let's spin off now RFP process. So let's give someone to write some requirements back, then throw to some organization to do business analysis. Then after two months, let's get back, someone will do technical design. And then, okay, we'll go to engineering, someone will start to be building. None of issues were solved like that. What happened, you got to the, te- to the room, a cross-functional team right, from people from different departments, they brainstorm different ideas, they prioritize what makes the most sense, And then as a cross-functional team, they had a quite good leadership, again, product owner or a role, kind of someone is a CEO of a smaller company, some kind of risk manager is like leading that that, uh, initiatives, those initiatives, uh, a clear list of those. And then they want to execute them as cross-functional teams, sharing that information in a very uh, iterative manner. And probably you had reporting top to CEO even, you know, minimum once a month, usually way more often because that was a crisis. So my advice is very simple. How we can imply, uh, apply the methods that we find works for the even in this company in a crisis stations in everyday? Why this way of working is not everyday of working? If our goal is to innovate, be teammates, be be quick to market. Otherwise, let's not pretend that we want to be quick and be be, be, be kind of team in cross functional teams. Let's say we want to be. The most efficient organization by unit economics, so we can measure and how many lines of code our engineer wrote or how many test cases wrote, but that will have nothing to do how much value we get and how much money we get from 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 you know, to the bank account. So, so let's be honest. So my advice is, look at the crisis management. And think, and that's what Scrum is about. It's basically a crisis or, or any agile process is a crisis management technique applied to everyday kind of life because it optimizes for the outcome and the value it delivers. It's not about the kind of efficiencies of of unit economics, different than, for example, than factories optimized. If you're making thousand TVs of the same kind of spa, uh, type, you want to optimize how to make one TV, you know, the most effective because you know Tesla. How to make one car the most effective that's way. But if you're creating a new Tesla model, they are not doing in that way. Creating a new Tesla model is a new product development. It's very different process and optimized very differently than building thousand Teslas or hundred thousand, what half a million now Teslas. You know, in 2020. So these things are different. So, simple advice: look at your crisis management and think, okay, in 2021 we want to organize all organization on the success of 2020's uh, best kind of projects, best, best, best processes.
1: Yeah. And uh, this also remind uh, <laughs> this reminded that one joke that w- that were posted, I think in, li- in LinkedIn during the, the mid of pandemic, when there was a question, who led your product uh, innovation or transformation, the, the answers were like CO, CTO and COVID-19, right? And this is, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I have seen also in local scene companies that have been like like shifting towards
0: this like look I think it's a very good time for agile on these ideas and people who read and have especially experience again reading you know is, is one thing I always compare it to like a driving license are you the best driver when you've got just got a driving license probably the most risky one because you believe you have a now a right and you have a right to be on the road but you have not experience right uh, so 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 also one my other advice is go out there and get external especially help and of course if you can afford get a kind of you know paid consultancy that's fine but doesn't have to be just by talking to your mates, Scrum Masters or product owners in the community, it opens so much eyes, because as I repeat, it, including myself. You know, I cannot preach many things in my organizations that I can deal with other organizations because uh, there is first, when you are within organization, again, it's a different kind of um, culture and you need to get around it. And second, uh, you, by widening your experience, you learn a lot. So for example, the podcast you're doing, I think it's amazing because people at least listen to that, but more ideally, you know, book at least once a month, uh, I catch up with, I mean, friend, fellow, someone from LinkedIn and just talk over what you're doing in your company, what you're doing in your company. Uh, And that will help a lot because experience, that's what we need, you know, also,
1: I actually wanted also to say that this community feeling is especially important during the lockdown, because some of let's say my fellows or like people, they are not talking on daily basis, like, like, I don't know, you or me talking, right. So they need some some community feeling. And actually, recently, we started also this product table book club community, right. So we already have like 40 people people joining and we our like goal is to have like 12 books during like 12 months and still you know 40 people meet and let's say in the zoom they are from different countries this is something something cool like personally to learn and uh, i think that this is very important to lockdown yeah we spent on this lockdown and pandemic thing that many companies are only now transforming but let's get a little bit back to those companies who are le- already transformed before the covid and they were most prepared and this is the case of i think one of the greatest fintech companies revolut that you are working on and you are head of business currently but let's roll back story a little bit to the to the 2019 you were beta tester can you tell us the story how how it ended up there <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I'm um, a curious person, always look around and you know, as a product person, you want to see what's going on then in the market and what's happening. Uh, I was, as we just talked, to uh, founder, a uh, co-founder and, and CEO at that time of, of Warpin. we were and basically, our investment was in euros and we were doing our business in UK. So we needed to convert euros to pounds quite in big amounts. And yeah, I just learned that Revolut business was launched on a beta stage. I was sitting in the co-working space next to Revolut people and they asked, okay, I want to be one of the first beta testers and, and get on it. And I understood, you know, how it's different, again, how it solves my as an entrepreneur problem compared to the incumbent banks. Yeah, so that's one of the few years I got uh, a suggestion to come uh, come in and lead it. It was really no no brainer. I felt the pain myself. I understand the problem we are solving and it's a really interesting market to disrupt and actually in, in a good way, it's help to help uh, entrepreneurs. Because as you mentioned, so many new companies kind of new entrepreneurs are, are being born, but the banks are built uh, in our case, an old way, you know, if you're opening a coffee shop and you need a loan, you make a business plan, you go to the bank, they approve your business plan, you get the loan and that's how your relationship business relationship with bank starts. But nowadays, so many companies just need easy to use transactional banking. And that's we solve with all the tools and good amazing user experience on top. As any other product, you know, I, I always down to earth using it myself. And in B2B especially, is much harder because yes, in B2C, you know, everyone is a Revolut app user, and in Revolut. But to be a Revolut business user, you need to have a company at least register as a freelancer. And that's also for me, a, a, a way I evaluate entrepreneur or product owners in this case, you know, if, especially if B2B sector, if you have never had your own company, then you have to make extra mile to understand their problems and and, and use the product because it's so easy to brainstorm and come up with new ideas, but they just don't make any sense in in the context. If we talk about product ownership, that's one thing which, which I learned, you know, always to look. Do people really understand the problems of the customer types they are solving? Because we too often solve problems for ourselves. And if I was the pro, had the problem, then it's fine because you understand your pain. But you often, we kind of create some solution, especially engineers, because we, have, we, we love our technology. We all have solutions without actually going out and, and learning if that's the problem. That's one. Lessons was Warpay also, you know, it took us a while to learn that no one cares about improving a payment experience. What people care is getting a service they want and that payment experience wouldn't get in the way. You know, don't wake up and oh, I'll make a Bitcoin payment today. No, you know, I want to get my first best coffee in the morning and you know, wherever I pay as long as, as as smooth as possible. That's what I want. Right. So the thinking is different. I was using myself of Forever Business. I enjoy scaling this organization. Now we scaling to United States launching. So it's not only kind of European expansion, it's also international expansion. And yeah, we'll see. But I think that kind of lesson learned applies in any gig I had before. And um, I learned a lot in this organization, as well as in Rails Bank before, Banking as a Service, as well as in my own startup before, as I was at Tech Business, the same as in consulting, as I just mentioned, learning from other companies you know i love learning as you can hear
1: i think you you are That's... i think this is uh this is again the agile thinking you know you always constantly learning quickly and uh, i'm really curious on like a lot of product things are happening but what is your typical day let's say i am like you know as a kid what is your typical day uh, looks like is it only meetings or are you really like engage with the product managers i don't know maybe with ceo on a weekly basis it's interesting
0: there i think so, first the thing again is every buzzword we misuse, especially uh, journalists kind of misuses it. You know, when we say a meeting, we always put this bad meeting, 20 people sitting around the table and boring kind of PowerPoint presentation, right? Which, you know, if it's a. Uh, it's not the case uh, in Revolut, I guess. Engaging <laughs> session with seven people online, yes, it's a meeting in your calendar. But, uh, you know, the question is what you do through that hour. Uh, so nowadays, when we are remote, definitely. And Revolut was remote, by the way from almost day one. Our engineers were sitting in Moscow, in Krakow, and in Peterburg. We were like product owners mainly in London, Lithuanian office, Berlin office I opened. So so we always almost had someone logging in through kind of screen. So, so remote was not an issue. But I think that if you come back to your question, so I tried to structure my day that in the first day, even if you lock my calendar, my kind of first hour and a half is booked as I call it daily priorities. So I want to avoid Again, that's a bit different than other people. If you read, they make the most important meetings on the day. I want to spend my thinking time and prioritizing time in the morning because there's some something you need to solve, something you need to think. So you need to, to, to you know, to, to plan basically the day. What I want to get out of this day and this week. So to review what's happening. Then, yes, it's usually the kind of catch-up meetings or... But then again, they depend on, you know, if, if you align management, so you have one-on-ones, you kind of uh, talk with person and try to uh, Find what they can build because the only way to scale is actually build an amazing team around you. So that's thing. If it's a new idea and ideation, or then you do catch ups, how these things work. And then, afternoon, you know, standard work or kind of more standard let's call catch ups. What I learned also, again, but again, nothing new, you know, these constant repetitive kind of meetings is the easiest way. And you can read many articles that they can become boring and they definitely can, as every tool can become good or bad. But also that people are people. We love this cadence. And if we skip cadences, then kind of the problems because I'll book it when I need it. They're not booking it for three weeks and you lose the pace. So again, this get it done mentality, you know, getting things shipped is very good when you have these small kind of iterations. And some people, you know, in one sense are afraid because oh, it's too short, I cannot do anything. But you know, we're not asking you to do twice more work in a week, we're just asking to be very honest and open what we are doing this week. Our priorities align and how we can help together to ship and split it to smaller pieces. So it's always, you know, if you implement it wrong, it becomes as a chasing technique that people hate because every week I need to give a report and then our manager and kind of, and that's what I hate. And that doesn't add any value, to be honest, but if you build it, that's a sync meeting, like in a daily standup, if you make it right, if you make it wrong. People hate it. I saw many teams that just stand-up is a manager requested thing. But I saw many teams where they cannot live without stand-up because that's their kind of way of routine. And is the Scrum Master product owner in the room or not? Team still gets together, you know, and and kind of because that's a way for them to sync. So the same here. So 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 yeah, so morning is a bit of prioritization and thinking. Middle part of the day usually is about projects and planning and then the last part of the day more about kind of ad hoc or or, or catch-ups. Part of that, just again, if the, because you asked about dates, so it's very hard to squeeze. But for example, again, what we build in Revolut and I was doing before, you know, we have for example, business intelligence meetings every once a week. So we have uh, people that reviewing what's happening in the market and kind of reviewing. Because again, we all do, but mm-hmm. if you put that in a proper process that, you know, every kind of once in a month, like the same as your book club, right? Yeah. We will review the market and what's new happened. And we have someone in charge and have a ticket about that and can actually spend time on it. It's not a week th- weekend reading you're doing. and all so learning on the market, learning on the trends, learning your customer experiences is, is important. Then we have you know customer experiences, meetings, what or catch ups, how we do, how our customers treat us, what's NPS, or what, what uh, problems we're hearing from them, which we don't see from our ivory tower. So yeah, so Quite a few of these cadence meetings, I just want to make sure they don't sound as a boring PowerPoint mm-hmm. presentations. They're not. They're really looking at data and having a meaningful discussions. And if we don't have a meaningful discussion, we can cut it, to you know, in first 20 minutes, 10 minutes, uh, if there's nothing more to discuss.
1: Yeah, that's true. You, you mentioned that, and like, this is what Rebel was saying. This is like also your mentality or mantra, that, like, get get things done, right? Maybe you, you can like comment how this like vision, how these values are, are like reflecting inside of the like organization what do you see like how the product managers actually like working towards like this this unified like way and vision to make companies scale and because you're I think it was published also recently I have seen in LinkedIn that there was a comparison between fintechs and Revolut were shipping most features per 2020 than any other companies and this like let me think okay the guys are really getting things done and they are actually following this word so maybe you can give us how the kitchen like looks in product teams
0: sure and you know revolut is is a growing organization so it changes every day and and that's also a very interesting part to be of revolut because you can influence that change you can help company to grow get stable on other side that's also the most annoying part of of revolut because it changes so fast. You don't know what revolute will be, and I saw myself. I could call three revolutes in my kind of uh, soon two years journey here, uh, and that's good or bad. And and you never kind of know. No, the time will show, right? But and, and there is no silver bullet just to answer that question, you know. Because again, uh, get it done mentality. How we organize that, It's what I like is we put lots of efforts on this product ownership. And I think that what kind of accelerated the company a lot. And that's why it helped us to scale. You know, when I joined early 2018, we were 700 people. We ended the year with 1300. So doubling organization that scales, it, it is amazing. Uh, and again, you know, we don't, some companies can crash at that time. We, we, we still grew, But of course, it comes with pains. So. How we wanted to organize it, we focus on this product ownership delivered to market and uh, product owners a bit like CEOs. So we split the organization to small sub-organizations that are run by little CEOs, we call them product owners. And by that, we mean you have very cross-functional kind of accountability. And you have very cross-functional team, engineers, back and front, end, uh, iOS, Android, designer, product ops, business people, if needed. Of course, we draw the line somewhere, like support is a separate department, but we still work closely with them. And that helps to deliver quickly and drive. Of course it puts lots of pressure and issues you know how a, a product kind of owner becomes line manager of engineer how we manage that you know how, how we build on functional management we still need you know engineers want to talk with engineers and if, if your team is very cross-functional then you need to build this other layer kind of horizontal organization where your fun kind of back end and then uh, or designers are synced how you build that how you how you make sure that you know that always get it done also is tiresome how you really need to slow down sometimes and and make sure that you know people have a time to breathe how to make sure that you know technology and bugs are not popping out because when three different CEOs are building three different organizations, of course, they are pushing it hard, but then consistent disappears. We need to solve that. It is an interesting place to get in and learn a lot, but also is a very challenging place. And that's what we read on, on, on Glassdoor and some because some people are real and don't want to be challenged to that level and even To some extent, sometimes, of course, you know, I myself challenge some discussions and decisions as in any organization, right? So we're learning the way, you know, results show we are getting that right now. We'll see the future, what happens. But advice for any company would be really to think more on the cross-functional kind of teams and a strong product-driven leadership in digital, especially in innovation kind of space. And then to realize, I wrote in one blog post somewhere, you know, on the, uh, like op- agree on what you're optimizing for and very explicitly agree what you're not optimizing for. Because if you want to make your kind of, you know, as I just read, any function more efficient, you know, copywriters, how much copy they write, of course, then you centralize them to one uh, organization, put everything through a service desk, kind of ticketing system, black box, you know, you put the request, they base throughout you, the text but they don't have no clue about the context. They don't understand the product. They don't feel that the customer. So that's a bad way to go. So you have to find the balance. But of course, if you put a copyright in every, you know, like a few hundred teams we have, then you're screwed also because you don't need like 300 copyright, like a copyright in every team, right? It's not a full-time job. So finding those balances is very important. uh, And having those meaningful discussions in management team is important because the biggest problem for any company is misalignment in top, top, top down because if you get you know 20 people rowing a boat in one way then the boat goes fast if everyone has different ideas and you have not aligned uh, it's 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 bad and that's gets you done mentality a bit kind of contradicts with this because to get you done you need to slow down think and strategize and plan and that's where you know like scrum you know you have a long sprint planning and then you have review session if you look oh we're wasting so much time we could be working if you think that you're already lost. Because what you're doing, you're understanding what work is the most meaningful, how we can get it done, so we don't need to rework it, so there is no bug, so we really solve customer problems. And it's investment and in time, right? So the same principles, you know, you should be applying on any level of organization. And it won't be easy. Just, just tell you. I mean, Revolution not the easy cookie. Yeah, if, but if, but but if you want easy life, it's <laughs> not the place to be for sure.
1: true. Sure, I, I think also it's worth to mention here. If like people who are you know uh, like are are going to this, yeah, this this company is not easy. So maybe uh, they can look into careers page and find some roles that are also in product or or, or business. So I think it's also important to look after. Mm. Especially knowing
0: always are hiring as any startup, but uh, also I would suggest to read around and think and really think what not just to join a sexy company, right? Because that's one thing and that's what people get fooled about. You really ideally ask how things are organized inside and just think, does it really, do I really want that? And again, we are very open about our values and how we work. And we have like bar test interview, the same as like Amazon does or other guys, because we want to make sure that when people join, we don't fool basically that, that them basically in, in, in a magic picture, which is not like that. So I think also what we will see more and more companies being open and transparent about their their ways. We see too many consultants talking about this fluffy world, family like companies and, you know, and how everyone has to be treated. And, you know, if you don't buy an Xbox, then engineer won't work for you. I think that's mediocre organizations. The good organizations actually think about sports teams. You know, we're not a family. We, We came here to win the championship, how we can organize ourselves around that, challenge each other, but be respectful, be really aligned to what we do.
1: Wow. This, this is so great. Before we end and ending up our podcast today, you are an incredible person that like drives to innovation, drives great company and but who inspires you as a, like people or maybe you read some blogs uh, or books that like, give you this inspiration to, to drive the things forward? Maybe you can share with us also.
0: Oh, yeah, so many things, you know, and and that's, again, as as every time in life, I don't have one person to follow. Uh, I think it's too narrow, you know, you pick different things from different people, even, you know, my old previous kind of companies or, or I found very good things and learned a lot from any of my line manager you know nick nigel from kind of the riles bank or even before and, and same as books or, or, or so i try to read different things you know i like looking at people biographies and learning who they are and why they are like that right like you can take the same like famous one steve jobs Elon musk you know bill gates they're very different people and again if you just follow one and they have all good sides i mean amazing they're geniuses and bad size, right? People were, were, didn't like being around them or they were shouted or kind of things were going wrong. I also, you know, I want to build myself by looking around and trying learning, and trying to dig deep this. why they're doing that, what's happening. So, yeah. So the biographies so just finished, you know, the Obama's new book. Again, I'm not so much in politics, but real understanding was ho- going behind the scenes in the president's mind and putting in the context kind of helps to, to, to think. And there's lots of things about good leadership stuff, which you can take and actually implement and how to balance short term versus long time term, how to. Yeah. So, so those types. Then, of course, I read the kind of, you know, the process-wise books or how to improve. I think the one that I, if none, any product owner didn't read, I think this is the Bible like Lean Startup, of course, Eric Rice. And if you read it and two, two years passed, read it second time, it helps you to think. And then, of course, lots of books around it, you know, from Scrum. The new book came on, not new anymore, two years ago, okay, came again, uh, uh, renewed by Jeff Shutterland from, yeah, about the processes, how to be efficient, you know, how about leadership, so different uh, types. But if to pick few, I would say, Uh, One, I would say, if you haven't, and you're a product owner, please read Lean Startup and and start kind of thinking that way. Those ideas you can apply, even if you're just a product owner uh, in a kind of organization with business kind of skills, you can apply those ideas if you're a CEO also and, and really important. And then, of course, blogs, articles—you know, internet nowadays—it's it's, you can share a lot.
1: The most important thing where people can follow you, uh, where you are, like most of your time in social media, maybe.
0: So yeah, I switched to LinkedIn. I'm still not yet, yet a Twitter or definitely not Instagram person. So if you want about my work, follow LinkedIn about my family life. More, although we don't put kids' pictures for good reason, but but and then Facebook. But I think LinkedIn is the place to to, to find and follow me. And if yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach, ask. I'm try to find time to to talk to people to reply. Um, So happy to chat further.
1: Even if the company wants to set up the, you know, business account at Trevolute. So I think why this is the best. We
0: just had a huge project of Brexit migration, which I mean, you know, we needed everyone who is not uh, any company was not in UK, registered not in UK, we needed to migrate different legal entity due to Brexit. Many people reached and, you know, custom advocacy, you know, I need to help and I I, I need to figure out where are the problems and they help us to improve. And some cases there were real problems. Some cases there were real answers that, sorry, we cannot do anything. I think it's being honest and transparent and and talking to your customers is the key. You know, if they need to reach me, it means I have to fix something within the product within the services we have. And that's a way for me to learn. So yeah, feel free.
1: Thanks, Wydas, for amazing conversation today. And thank you for joining. And have a good luck.
0: Thanks Elvis for, for inviting. It was was pleasure and good luck with, with this program and your book
1: was really interesting. <laughs>